Now, did I pronounce that correctly or did I mess that up again? <laughs> nope, it was pretty bad. Um, <laughs> it's time to start the show and educate the people. Oh, oh. It's time to help you see just how you can be. You can be financially free with Cleo. Hey, this is Cleo with CleoYogaFinance.com, and welcome back for another episode of Financially Free with Cleo, a show where we shift mindsets with real and raw money conversations with everyday people, empowering you to take action, appreciate the journey, and live the lifestyle you desire, financially, mentally, and physically. And today we have a very special guest. We have Vanessa M.W. here, and she is a travel tech professional and the creator of the Wealth and Wanderlust platform, Wander Onwards. And Vanessa is originally from Los Angeles, California, and she is a proud Chicana, and she has been living abroad for the last seven years. And today she helps people build better lives inside the U.S., and abroad and through her move abroad masterclass in financial literacy digital products and she currently lives in europe with her german husband and italian cat shio huang now did i pronounce that correctly or did i mess that up again nope it was pretty bad um <laughs> you said xiao huang xiao huang how was there that there we go that xiao was perfect huang. okay guys before we started recording, I literally just asked her, how do you pronounce the cat name to make sure I didn't mess it up? And I clearly messed it up again. So I do apologize. <laughs> Xiao Huang. There we go. Yeah. Okay. It's a little better. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited because I love all things travel and I really appreciate you for exposing a lot of us to all the different things that there is to know about traveling or even living abroad. And there's a lot of us that want to learn more about it, especially in today's climate with everything going on with COVID. So first, we want to learn more about you. So if you could tell us how you grew up, you know, let us learn a little bit about your childhood and when you first learned about money. Well, if we're talking about my first experiences with money, it was not having money. Um, so I portray a very glamorous lifestyle online. But when I was young, up until the age of five, my mom, dad, and younger sister and I all lived in one room in a house with three rooms filled with two other families. Um, we are of Mexican-American descent. Um, and that really was my first like awareness of we didn't have any money. We, we had no money. <laughs> so yeah. to go forward and to be like a financial coach and to be on my way to financial independence, um, it's truly night or end day in my life. And it just demonstrates like wherever you start doesn't have to be where you end up. Mm, that is so true. And I think it's important for us to reflect back on our beginnings. <laughs> so we can, of course, continue to appreciate all the things that we have today, of course. Uh, so when it comes to those money experiences, just throughout your life thus far, what do you feel like is your best money decision? One of them. Marrying someone with their shit together. Can I say shit? <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> okay, good. You'll have to make this rated R on uh, uh, your platform. But honestly, um, this, the moments I stopped wasting my time with people who are not at the same level as me was when my second life began. 
Um, I don't know any woman out there uh, who hasn't wasted her time on male or female counterparts uh, that just didn't have their shit together. And like that toxicity kind of seeps through that relationship. Um, And for me, I've always had like these really romantic, hopeful relationships where I I see a man with potential and he reminds me of my dad and blah, blah, blah. But then I'm just like getting dragged down by the person who's not realizing their potential. And when I found an adult functioning man who cooks, who cleans, who takes care of himself as well, because we are not their mothers. Um, that just blew my world up because I get got to focus on my financial health, our family planning, um, and, and build real generational wealth. Ooh, I love that because I think more of us men and women are realizing that, yes, you know, we want to make sure we're attracted to this person. We love this person, but we also have to make sure, like you said, having the shit together because we want to make sure we're not putting ourselves in a situation that's not great. Not saying that people have to be perfect because none of Mm -hmm. us are, but I like that you said that. So just to ask really quick, like when you all first dating, like when did you all first have those money conversations? Do you feel like you waited a period of time before asking certain questions or was it kind of more on the front end, like first couple of dates? (laughs) Well, as you know, there's no middle ground with me. If you follow me on Instagram, uh, (laughs) I am very loud about my opinions and convictions. Um, So just a little timeline. Um, I met my now husband in China at a beer pong tournament when I was supposed to be on a date with another guy. So uh, fast forward a week later, we've been on like three dates. The first, the the second official date, um, I basically slept over and never left. And that was me moving into his life and space and the start of our our foundation. So Mm -hmm. um, three months later, we moved to a whole separate country together. Um, He got posted in London, we were living in China and he was like, oh, please, I love you so much. Please come with me. And I was like, okay, fine. But we gotta talk about money because I'm about to quit my job, leave my friends, leave my support network here in China for you and I want to make sure that I have a comfortable financial space to uh, live on my savings to find another another job obviously but we're not gonna live in this alternate reality where I'm paying half the rent in the most expensive city in Europe um, until I find a new job so I was very quick to the draw oh I love that because it's so important to be aware and ask the questions. I think I find sometimes people don't want to push people away too quick by asking about certain things, but you're going to have to talk about it anyway. So let's just start now. Agreed. (laughs) And it has created such an amazing foundation because we talk about everything now, Cleo, like, like absolutely everything. We run our fire numbers just at a casual Tuesday dinner. We talk about how much money we would need to live on in XYZ country. And I'm trying to move him more towards the fire movement because he's such a workaholic. He's like, what am I going to do if I retire early? Use your imagination, boy. Like (laughs) all these different things. Yes, there's so much to do out there. And I've heard others mention that too, that, you know, you know, I think the days have passed where we wait till we're in our 60s to retire because there's so many opportunities and so many things to do. So like you said, use that imagination, you know, think about that. And anyone out there listening, if you're thinking about that, 
fire experience like you can retire early and start to do other things that you really enjoy and you can still make money from it okay <laughs> mm -hmm. absolutely i think our fire dreams is he wants to be a professor uh because he has a doctorate and is a nerd and um, i just want to keep doing my wander onward stuff where i help people move abroad pursue financial freedom and just get their shit together really <laughs> Yeah. And for those that don't know out there, what does FIRE stand for, for people who have never heard or not familiar with the term? It stands for financial independence slash retire early. But the branding needs a little help because historically it's only been like white people that get to do this. Um, so we can say relax early um, because if you're a person of color, there are family members depending on you. There's a whole bunch of different like cultural layers to it. So we're working on some branding. I like relax early. I like that. I'm gonna start using that. I'm gonna say, <laughs> Nessa showed me this, told me that this is what I'm gonna start using, relax early. <laughs> I love that. And so- You deserve it. Thank you. Hey, I'm trying to elevate my financial life. Continue to, you know, I explain to people that, hey, you know, we all have financial goals that we've accomplished, but we all still have, you know, a list of things that we're still working towards achieving. So we're all forever learning and growing, especially when it comes to this money game. <laughs> and as far as your other money decisions, so if there's any money decisions from the past that you feel that you may regret or feel like was a financial mistake, you know, what is one of those that you could share with us that you feel like is your biggest lesson learned? Mm -hmm. So in 2015, um, I did my master's in London at SOAS, the University of London. I loved it. It was the Berkeley of the United Kingdom. So hella protest, super right, left wing, not right, excuse me. And it was just such a great environment for someone who comes from California. But um, the American in me didn't really understand that you can live on so much less uh, with budgeting and just living in the right places with the right circumstances. I just took out the maximum loan that the United States government would give me, a whole $50,000. Uh, and so my tuition was only 16,000. So I covered that. I told myself I wanted some extra money so I could pay my rent and um, support myself with or without my partner. So that was a big um, motivator for me to take out so much money. But I didn't really understand how like principles and interest work at the time. So I really could have gotten by with like half that because I, I ended up working part time anyways. Mm. That's why it's good to reflect on certain decisions from the past. I have a mm -hmm. similar experience with taking out loans for school. When I went to undergraduate school, I took out all the max of the loans and you know how they tell mm -hmm. you that, hey, if you don't need the whole thing, you can just specify how much you might need. But I said, hey, if you're going to give me the whole thing, I'll just take the whole thing. And then looking back on it, I realized I didn't need the whole thing. You know, I was in the state. I was living at home with my mom majority of my college life. I wasn't on campus, didn't have meal plans and room and a dorm fees, anything like that. So it does feel good to look back and realize, you know what, I could have made a better decision, but I can still learn from it and use what I learned from it towards future money decisions. <laughs> I think that's so important too, because we live in a space as financial educators where we only show the celebrations, the highs, the excitement, and people only see our numbers 
after we've messed up for so long. So right now I have almost $50,000 in the market and I only started doing that two years ago. So like just catching up, pushing myself, trying to get myself in a place where I thought I should be by this age only happened in a limited amount of time. So if you out there in the world feel like you need to catch up to some arbitrary number, first of all, who's given you that number? You're on your own path. And secondly, you can catch up. You can make those leaps. You just have to figure out like your strategy. Yes, I'm glad you shared that too, because me personally, when I started to get my money life together, that was my hardest thing I had to think about every day was I have to catch up. I have to catch up. You know, they say you should have this amount of money by this age and all of that. And then I realized, you know what? I can just start where I'm at, work with what mm -hmm. I have but continue to be learning and growing and, and being uh, more aggressive in certain areas and consistent so I can reach my goals. So just like you shared that timeline, that it can be done. Just like you said, mm -hmm. if you have that plan, that strategy together. So you guys listen out there, just know that you don't have to live up to others, you know, timelines or numbers. If you want to reach a certain goal in a certain time, it can be done if you are serious, of course, and consistent mm -hmm. and just enjoy the process too. <laughs> yeah, we always forget that. And I want to tell you like my big secret of how I caught up. It mm. was Wander Onwards. Wander Onwards blew up. I started making almost the same amount of money as my tech job, my professional tech job I'm making on social media, which is bizarre to me. Um, and so I was also able to transfer all of my bad habits um, to wander onwards, which is travel, technology, um, anything associated with content creation, really. So from my own pocket, I no longer have to pay for my own um, like travel experiences. This penthouse is complimentary of wander onwards. Uh, yeah, we're, we're getting it. Um, and then I was able to shift my personal income into the market. Um, so if you want to catch up, it's all about strategy. You need to figure out how to lower your expenses, increase your income, and then allocate that correctly. Yes. And I love everything that you're doing out there. And I think so, like years ago, many of us probably didn't think that we could have certain opportunities or earn certain types of income on social media. But now that mm -hmm. everyone is on social media a lot, people are looking for digital products, listening for professionals, especially in travel and tech. Those are big areas that so many people want to learn more about. And if people can learn from your experiences from the past, hey, why not go ahead and share that? You people are already asking for what you're offering. Might as well put it out there. So you guys listening, you may have skills and expertise that people are just waiting for you to share. And there's people that will pay for it too. You don't have to um, always do something uh, for free. There are people out there that's willing to pay for your knowledge and expertise. <laughs> Yeah. And it doesn't matter how weird or specific your expertise is. Um, so like my niche is people who want to move abroad. Um, and so Americans feel very comfortable in the confines of the 50 states. So obviously not everyone is aligned with my products, but I niche down so well that I'm able to reach the people who really matter, who really love what I'm doing, my brand, my message. And from those that specific clientele, I'm able to fund my life and continue to create this amazing content without starving. So always important. Yes. yes. I love that without starving. And I know that kind of goes into, you know, being financially free. I know your business have brought you some ways to 
live financially free and reach some of your financially free goals. So if you could tell me, what is your definition of being financially free? Um, it means I no longer have to live in fear, honestly, Cleo. Like working in travel tech during a global pandemic where no one is traveling um, was really the kick in the butt that I needed to crank Wander Onwards up full, full sound, full speaker, whatever. Um, because I was living in fear that what, what, what do I do if I lose my job, if my company goes bust, etc.? Um, I was very blessed that I kept my job while I was doing Wander Onwards. And that's how I was able to compound so much wealth in such a small amount of time. But now that Wander Onwards is like passively managed and self-sustaining, I can really continue to pivot or continue to focus on my full-time job uh, and all the benefits that it has there without pulling myself in two directions anymore because we're starting to go outside. We're starting to live our lives. I cannot continue what I've been doing through the pandemic. Like the only reason I was able to do this is because I legally couldn't leave my apartment in Germany. Mm. Yeah. Things are opening back up and people mm. are wanting to get out more. And I know there's been lots of conversation of, you know, uh, road trips like locally in the U S but people are wanting to get away from America and still travel. Um, as well. So when you first went on your first international trip, do you remember the first place that you went to? So in the middle of the pandemic, Europe opened up briefly in um, September. And me and my husband went to um, Greece, we went to Crete, and we went to Santorini, um, which was actually a huge blessing because in Santorini, you're basically sardined next to each other, I hear. But because of the pandemic, no one was there and I was able to get all of my Instagram photos. Oh, see how that worked out? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was weird though, um, just seeing yeah. how vacant everything is. I'm in Spain right now, so I had to take a flight um, out to the Canary Islands and the entire flight was packed, but everybody had to have the highest standard of testing. We're being tracked by the government about where we are. Um, so I feel personally safe with that decision, that, that trip. Um, and now I'm just hanging out in my apartment, doing all the normal quarantine things, just yeah. in a different country. Hmm, that is so cool. And that was one of my thoughts is, you know, when you are traveling internationally, you know, making that decision, because I know some people, if they want to go to a, a trip or a certain country, if they require a COVID test, some people decide not to go. Or there's some places that will just say, hey, if you show us that you did a test and it's negative, then you can enter. Um, so do you feel that every other country, you know, besides America, are requiring you to have a vaccine? Or have you seen that most just want to see you take a test to show a negative test? So it depends on the capacity of the healthcare um, system in that country. So for um, healthcare systems that are more robust, they're just um, asking for a test uh, of confirmation, but it needs to be the PCR test. I'm not sure what they call it in America, if it's the same, um, not the antigen test. So it cost me like $150 to do this, uh, which was not cheap, but it does weed out people who are not serious about their experience um, abroad. Whereas in Cyprus, they require a uh, vaccine passport, I believe. Um, so you need to prove that you have that since their healthcare system is not as robust as some other countries. Okay, gotcha. That makes sense. And I think 
you know, we've been used to wearing our masks in the US. So I think everyone, even some people that have been vaccinated, some people are still saying, I'm still gonna wear my mask. But I think mm-hmm. that next question is getting the vaccine and taking these tests that if we want to travel, because I feel like even with COVID, like, like me personally, I cannot just not travel. Like, mm. It's like, yeah. you know, travel therapy, like it's a form of self-care, in my opinion. Um, and it's a form of therapy and you want to have fun. Uh, I think staying in the house nonstop, you know, you kind of need a break from staying in the house. Yeah. Uh, unless you're in a penthouse like you over there, a nice. Well, I will show you my view after this because I'm right on the edge of the major park here. So uh, all day, I've just got to watch um, the park where they have where they have live music and the ocean. I'm just like looking towards Africa, which is super cool. Um, And yeah, it it is amazing. And just to speak on what you um, said earlier about how. Cleo is just not gonna not travel. Like that's a part of your core. Um, I'm actually out here because I was being emotionally impacted by being locked up. Like like you, I'm a very wanderlust spirit. I like to meet people. I thrive off of different cultures, languages and energy. I found that myself uh, personally was suffering from like anxiety and like borderline depression from just being alone with my thoughts and my anxieties. So that's why I took this impromptu trip to Tenerife because I was, I needed to get that spark back in my body and I needed that sort of self-care in order to continue doing what I do best, which is supporting my community and doing well at my job. Yes, we have to, because I feel like in order for us to serve others, you know, personally or professionally in our businesses, we have to make sure that we're okay, you know, mentally and physically too. So if that means taking, like you said, an impromptu trip to Spain, then that's just what we're gonna do. Exactly. <laughs> and that's exactly what I have planned for myself. I have a daughter who's graduating in, on May the 30th. And I told her after May 30th, like people are gonna be able to catch up with me this summer because <laughs> I'm gonna be on the go. I'm gonna feel free. You know, she's my one and only child. So that's why it's even more important of having you on here is because I love to travel. And since it's been a minute since I've really traveled consistently, it's good for me to understand some things that I may need to be um, aware of uh, nowadays with everything going on. So when it comes to your business and niching down with traveling, uh, when it comes to moving abroad, like what really made you want to teach this to other people? Did you feel like it was something that was missing out there? Oh, for sure. When I moved to China in 2013 by myself with two suitcases, I had never been to China. I didn't know anybody in China. I didn't study Chinese. I just had something inside me that said, you will never be this free again. You have no real responsibilities. Dump your boyfriend, pack your bags, get out to China. So I did that and I made so many mistakes. I was an undocumented individual in China for like two months. I don't know if you know anything about Chinese prisons, but they're not great. Uh, I did not go to one, fortunately. I managed to figure it out, but finding a job abroad, making friends abroad, what are visas, how do residence permits work? This is missing from the industry until now, thanks to the Wander Onwards Move Abroad Masterclass. Uh, (laughs) Shout out to me. Um, And 
what really drives this passion is the fact that there are so few black and brown women doing this abroad, living for themselves, learning these different languages, because we're, we're weighed by a bunch of cultural and society, uh, societal expectations. Mm -hmm. So I specifically crafted my masterclass and my content in general to serve my community, people like me, because I want us to be out there learning, getting these experiences, and potentially staying abroad like I am or bring it back home. Like there's no shame in, in heading back home after your time is done. Yes, yes. I love that you said that, that when you do move abroad, hey, you can change your mind and want to come back home to the U.S. or to whatever country that you're living in. You can just go somewhere for a short period of time. It could be weeks, it could be months. But I feel that everyone should have some type of experience living abroad at least one time in your lifetime. Um, I know some people that haven't even left their hometown and it's just so much out there outside of your home city, your city or your state. So that's why I feel like you should even go even further and go to other countries because it just opened up your eyes to more. And I just feel like it's more of a fulfilling life versus just staying in your own city in a little box. Because if you think if you only stayed in LA, you would have missed out on all of these opportunities that's out here in the world. So I'm definitely going to be taking this masterclass. So with the masterclass, with the moving abroad masterclass, for everyone out there listening that is interested in taking it, is it a course that we can just take self-paced or do you do it live? So it is a blend. Um, it's a six-week pre-made online course with um, activities, videos, research, links, everything. And then three times a year, I run small group coaching sessions that are totally complimentary, no additional cost. Um, so people typically enroll early, do the work because it's timed and there's a lot of information there. And then jump into the live classes because we each week is a, a new week and ask specific questions to their circumstances. Um, and even if you don't know where you want to go, the very first week is all about aligning your moving goals with your values, what's important to you, what's important to your family long term. And then the framework can be reapplied to any country. Uh, so you don't have to worry about that. And say you're you move to Spain and you're like, I want to move to Denmark, then you can do that. And you have lifetime access to the class. You have a, a network, a community and I think it's pretty great. I worked really hard on it. <laughs> yes. Oh, I bet. Because even just your like TikTok, Instagram reels, like those are just like jam packed with so much stuff. So I said, if these have all of this, just imagine what this masterclass has. So I'm so excited and looking forward to that. And my daughter, she's just 17, but she likes to travel too. And she's going to be taking the masterclass too, because we both enjoy uh, traveling. So I'm just excited for others out there to learn more about you. Uh, of course, connecting with you on social media, but also taking this masterclass, y'all, because it's going to be great. So I'm looking forward to that. Question. Yeah. What country do you think you would move to? So I'm really trying to, I'm kind of torn because mm -hmm. I do want to go back to Africa and visit, but the only place I've been to in Africa so far is Johannesburg and, mm -hmm. um, I'm trying to think of the name because the country name changed. I can't think of the name, but it's something that's still in that South Africa area. 
But I do want to go back to Johannesburg to visit, but I'm trying to decide if I want to live there abroad, not permanently, but for like a period mm-hmm. of time. So Johannesburg, and then I want to go to Greece. I want to go Santorini, but I've heard that I can't get in yet. I'm not sure if I have the update. Oh, you mean to like just travel into it or? So actually uh, live abroad for a period of time. Okay. Well, it all depends on what visa you're on and how long that visa is valid for. Um, so two more follow-up questions, because I'd love to give you a personal recommendation. Um, what is your industry for work and are you single? I am single. My industry is finance, financial education, and I'm a yoga instructor too. And I wanted to add another one that I, I would love to go back to Thailand, um, Koh Samui, Thailand. Ooh, okay, fancy. Um, So hear me out. Um, Dubai is actually a fantastic area for my single ladies. Um, You meet incredible people from all over the world. It's kind of like adult Disneyland. So if you're celebrating the fact that you got your daughter through what you needed to get her through, and now it's time for Cleo, um, the salaries are super high, the taxes are super low, There's lots of mature people um, there. So people who are serious about their careers, but also about having a good time. It's super easy to get a one-year visa for an American, especially if you're self-employed and there's 0% tax, so. I'm glad you said that because I've never been to Dubai, but I know so many people say great things about it. So now that you've given me this information, I have to look more into this because that's things that, like you mentioned, that we are, aren't aware of. Like you said, the visas and, you know, how easy or difficult it may be getting, you know, you know, moving your business there or getting a job there. So I have homework and I haven't even taken yes, a you do. class yet. <laughs> so thank you for that. I'm going to look into Dubai. You said it's easier to get a one year visa in Dubai than some other. You country. can just like show up really for a six month visa. Like that's how easy it is. Um, They want to encourage people from around the world to come and like build industry there. Um, But also it's one of the main airport hubs to launch into Africa. Um, So if you want to go to Namibia, to um, Mozambique, to all these different places, Dubai has the most affordable um, and direct connections. Um, So if you were in Greece, you would have to do like three different connections just to go to um, Johannesburg. Dubai, it is a straight flight. I like direct flights as much as possible. I know when you're traveling internationally, that can be kind of difficult depending on where you're going. But if I can get a direct, I love it. (laughs) And I heard, I can't remember who said this, but when you're traveling internationally, I heard that it's good to get um, stops, layovers, so you can kind of try to explore in some other countries on the way to others. But sometimes you may not always want to have the layovers every single time you're traveling. So that's good to know about having direct flights to certain areas. Also, if you're an adult woman that has like things to do and you want to sleep, like don't take those 48 hour layovers in Singapore or wherever it is going because you won't be able to enjoy your main destination as much. Um, As a young person, I backpacked all over the world and I would do the layover, like the 30 hour layover in Taiwan or the 15 hour layover in Manila. I was so tired, but I was also sleeping on people's floors and couches. So that was just kind of the vibe I was um, interested in. I'm Mm -hmm. 30 in like 
several days. So that's just not what I'm interested in anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's totally different when you're younger. It's like you're cool with the sleeping anywhere. But like mm-hmm. you said, as you get older, you you want a, a certain level of comfort, even when you're traveling and vacationing. So I'm with you there. I'm 36 now. So what I could do at 20, I'm like, I don't know if I'm feeling that. <laughs> no, ma'am. <laughs> so I totally get it. Uh, so now we're going to go to a quick favorites round. So we want to know, what is your favorite of a few things? So the first one is, of course, it's always going to be food. I like to know what people love to eat. So what is one of your favorite foods? So in Greece, on the island of Crete, um, there are these very specific snails. Um, So yeah, uh, Crete has a really strange history. Um, Basically, everyone in the Mediterranean has invaded it at some point. Um, It's part of Greece uh, officially, but the food is a blend of Turkish, Moorish, Grecian, African food. So they have really special dishes and their, their Cretan snails uh, are, oh, chef's kiss. I eat them oh every my. single meal when I'm there. Now, when you said snails in my mind, I was, immediately I was like, oh my goodness. But one thing I want to do more of is be more open when it comes to trying new foods. And mm. years ago, I would be like, a, if I would hear the word snail, I'm like, nope, I'm not trying it. It's, I'm thinking of a bug. That's what is in my mind. Um, but you said it's delicious. So I do want to be more open to trying new things that I'm not used to. And since I do want to travel more, I can't just travel and eat basic stuff I would eat at home, you know? Mm -hmm. No, you are not basic. So we're going to need to work on this together. (laughs) Yes, most definitely. I'm looking forward to that. All right. So the next one is what is your favorite place that you travel to? I know this may be hard because you've been lots of places. (laughs) It is a little hard. Yeah, but what's one of the favorites that's at the top of the list? So my heart really belonged in Beijing. Uh, That's the first place I ever moved abroad by myself. It Mm. is chaotic. It is fast paced. It is, I call it uh, the place that foraged me in fire. Because if you can make it in Beijing, you can make it anywhere in the world. Um, No one really speaks English there. You have to challenge the Chinese governments and all their weird policies. Um, And that was the the first time where I got to live 100% for myself and just figure out what's important to me, what my values are and what I wanted long-term. So I hold that in a really special place in my heart. Yes, I have to add that place to my list of places to visit. (laughs) Yes, please. And when you're on your explorations, adventures, what's one of the favorite activities that you like to do? I love to go to hostels and like have a few drinks there because even though I'm not staying in a hostel, I'm I'm staying in my penthouse. um, I like to go meet other travelers and like exchange stories and practice languages. Um, So I always try to go to a hostel bar or I do a free walking tour in any city that I'm in. Um, Basically, it's to buy tipping um, kind of payment system where you deliver um, a tip to the, the guide. So that means that they're really fun, interactive, friendly, um, and you get to meet other travelers along the way. Yes, I love that. And before I went to Johannesburg, I of course knew of hostels, but I had never been in one. And when I went to Johannesburg, we went to one, it was a bar in there. And I was like, this is a really cool vibe. You know, other people in there from all over the place. 
and people were cool, friendly. It was just a nice environment. I wasn't staying there either. I was actually in a hotel, but it was a cool vibe. It was a good experience to go in there. And I think some movies and some places kind of paint this picture of what hostels are and they all aren't nasty and dirty and, you know, uh, I don't know, bad people there. Some people feel like hostels are just dangerous. You should never go near them, but there are some that are actually a cool vibe to hang out at. Oh, for sure. Um, I actually do stay in hostels, but I get my own private room. Um, and that's how I normally backpack um, affordably because these rooms can be like 20 bucks a night. Um, and they're separate from the, the commoners, obviously, but still in the mix enough to have a good time, to meet people, um, to stay safe in numbers. Um, so that's normally my go-to when I'm traveling like long-term. Um, right now, I'm just here to be fancy in Spain. So that's why I got this apartment. And my girlfriend is actually coming uh, tomorrow. So she's going to come join me in Spain. Oh, cool. So you've had a little bit of every different thing when it comes to places to stay at when you're traveling. So I love it all. <laughs> so next one is $500,000. So if you had $500,000 right now, what is the first three things that you would do? Okay, so first I would cut it in half and put it in an index fund, like just straight off the bat, because I want that money to keep compounding and making me money so I don't gotta work no more. Uh, that's really the goal. Um, the second thing I would do, um, I, I would buy a Riyadh, which is like a guest house in Morocco. So that's where, that's the country where my heart is. Um, I run um, excursions there as well. I want to put my home, one of my home bases in Morocco. So another hundred thousand gone. Um, the rest of it, I would just force my husband to quit his job and um, forcefully take him around the world. Uh, I think we would get a car and try to drive as much of it across the world as we just eat incredible things, learn different languages. That's pretty much what I want to do. Hmm, I love that. Go and live life and explore and not have to worry about anything. I love it. And I like that you put that uh, investment first. It's go ahead and put in something somewhere that's going to make hmm. some more money. So I love that. <laughs> so now I have the financial affirmation card. So I have a okay. deck and I'm just going to pull a random card. And I'm just going to ask you, well, I'm going to share the financial affirmation with you. And you'll just mm -hmm. tell me how it makes you feel or how it relates to your own uh, journey. Okay, I have chills now. Whew. All right. Your affirmation is, I attract money-making opportunities. So that actually speaks very dearly to me right now. Um, for some reason, I'm, I've been waking up and money has been there, which is so strange to someone who has historically always been broke. Um, I am on track to hit my first $10,000 month uh, where I get 10 grand in profit from my side hustle business. It's, it's huge. And honestly, I am doing even less work now because work is my full-time job is picking up and that needs my attention, but I have constructed my strategy in such a way where I'm still making that money 
I'm still getting my brand out. I'm still growing. I might actually hit 25,000 followers in the next week on Instagram, which is really exciting. Um, but it, it just seems like all the hard work, all the hustling I've put in for the last couple of years is finally paying dividends. And I'm turning away contracts now because I'm only one person. I can only do so much. Um, and yeah, that is so weird. That, that was my affirmation. It was definitely a random pull. I always have my deck here and I just pull a random one. And it's, it's crazy how it's always on point. So I'm glad that that is definitely speaking to you right now. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of us, when we think about certain opportunities and certain things in our life, that's why I like to use the affirmations because I think it's all about what we say, what we speak the words we think about, how we feel about money, and that's going to play a role into what opportunities are brought our way. So that's why I like to share the affirmation. I'm glad that it fitted you just perfectly. So the last question here I have is about advice that you would give to yourself. So a lot of times we are asked what advice we would give to our younger self, but I would like to know what advice would you give to yourself right now in this moment? Um, To present day Vanessa, who has her stuff together, or younger Vanessa? Present day Vanessa. Oh, you are doing (laughs) such a good job, self. Like, you are doing the absolute most, and you push yourself so hard to hit these arbitrary goals that no one expects from you, but you continue to, like, stay awake at night thinking, am I doing this correctly? Am I doing enough? Am I good enough to be in the industry that I'm in? And I want her to know that she is good enough. She is smart enough. She is doing way more than anyone ever expected, herself included. And so she can rest. She can lay down. She can have a glass of wine. It's okay. (laughs) Yes, I love it. We have to talk to ourselves like that. We have to be the ones to be our biggest cheerleader. You know, it's great to have other people rooting for us and congratulating us and encouraging us, but we have to, you know, have those moments where we just give ourselves some words of encouragement. So thanks for sharing that. Cause I know it spoke to some other people out there, definitely spoke to me. So I love it. And I'm glad you shared that with us. So although this is the end of the show, It always goes by so fast. Um, But I want you to let us all know how we can connect with you and support you. If you would love to support me, um, I would love to see you on Instagram, TikTok, or YouTube. Those are my main platforms. Um, Slide into my DMs. Let me know where in the world you might want to move. Let me ask me questions about financial planning as an international expat. Um, I love hearing your questions, figuring out how I can help. Um, and also I have a wonderful suite of digital products in my Etsy store. So if you want to get your budget or debt smashing plan in line, go ahead and check out my shop on Instagram or my website, wanderonwards.co. Yes. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. And I will definitely be signing up for this move abroad masterclass because I cannot wait to get more information so I can start the next chapter of my life you know, the next chapter not having to be responsible for a child 24-7, I'm going to be having more freedom. So I'm looking forward to learning more about the moving abroad and traveling abroad. And everyone out there listening, please make sure you connect with Vanessa because she has lots of tips, tools, and resources for you. So go to her social media, check out her masterclass, her move abroad masterclass, so you can learn all the things you need to know about 
moving abroad. And as I always encourage everyone at the end of every show is to just take it one step at a time, do your best every single day and just enjoy the process and take breaks. Take moments for yourself to just rest. Even if it's just for an hour, just make time to rest. And don't wonder what if, take a risk and I will see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Financially free with Cleo.